2: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. England are Hungary,
3: and the final World Cup place is sealed. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, 15th of June. I'm Kate Mason.
4: I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore, and I can't wait for this.
0: Want it put on record that I actually never cared about the Nations League anyway. Um, that's good to know. Yeah. that's very good to know. Because you, what you've done there is in the very start of the show, you've now had the last laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, it's come up Kate yeah. Mason again, isn't it? I don't yeah. think Moving I have on. I mean,
3: I definitely am not the person <laughs> having the last like that, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hungary is a person no, <laughs> just just an entity to, having the last laugh. It's just left but to one me. Going the to the pick last. up the pieces now because mm. you don't care. Yeah, no, yeah, one
4: cares. Even the people that like put the highlights on the website. It's like, we're just doing in the morning. it a bit of running do Don't worry about it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, and it's good to be consistent as well. That's the other thing I found in my life.
0: UEFA, that's true. UEFA have said we are not going to sell the rights to anyone, and then we're going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> that's what they're saying. <laughs> right. They're sending people like you and I on a big wild goose chase trying to find out highlights. But luckily, I watched the England game live. Like, well, not luckily because it luckily. was abysmal, but I watched the England game live, so I didn't need to worry about the highlights, which is good. That's <laughs> luckily. Yeah. yeah,
3: we had Jules because taking,
0: taking, there were none <laughs> taking,
3: taking us through it. So that's always a that's always a bonus. Um, Yes. Well we're not gonna we're not gonna be like just miserable about everything today, are we? Just to speak, check speak to
4: at the, yourself
0: at the top here.
4: I guess we'll see we could do some sort of thought exercise, yeah. I'd imagine, to, <laughs> to
3: take the
0: positives. And I think Kat you've vastly overlooked what the audience expect from me. And Jim.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, is that true? Yeah, you're probably right. I yeah. mean, look, uh yes, so England lost 4-0 to Hungary, uh, the heaviest defeat, England's men's heaviest defeat on home soil in ninety-four years. Um <laughs> The atmosphere at Molyneux was horrible. The fans of the stadium are chanting, you don't know what you're doing. You're getting sacked in the morning at, at, at Gareth Southgate. Um, is there anything else that we should get through? <laughs>
4: it's a, it's a litany of disasters, but, wasn't it? John I, Stones was yeah, sent off. You forget about um, that one. It's fucking hard to get sent off for
0: England. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Barely anyone's done it.
3: To be fair to him, it probably wasn't a yellow card. No. To be fair to so him, Kate, he
0: was as surprised as the rest of us. Yeah, he was. He was and,
3: and, he, and it didn't even seem like acting, you know, like quite often yeah. people ham it up. but yeah. He just genuinely seemed quite surprised that there was yeah. somebody
0: trying to send him off a borderline movement. The great part, yeah, it was. That's literally how I would describe it. The great catharsis about doing the show is that when you read it out like that, <laughs> like, I actually found it very funny. Yeah. Like all the stuff you're saying there, you have to say it. But to me, it's actually quite funny. You think, oh, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And then we have the whole kind of, tabloid versus broadsheet kind of fallout mm. where every tabloid journalist on Twitter seems to go, oh, Southgate, uh, you get rid of him. Yeah, and every broadsheet journalist, not because they actually have an argument themselves, but just because they have to rail against what they perceive to be the tabloid opinion. You go, well, it's obviously the best thing to happen ever, and people just need to get over it. And it's like, actually, there is a conversation to be had here, so I propose we have that conversation today. Yes! Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Welcome to that conversation, mm. everybody. Um, uh, can you start though because I'm still struggling a little bit I
0: understand yeah
3: (laughs) not because look because I stand by I'm taking the piss out of the Nations League a little bit and myself but I stand by what I said about it I still think um, that it's the right thing to do to to mix it up to try and figure out your squad yeah, to course. use these exper- these games experimentally. I definitely do think that. I think I mean Gareth Southgate spoke about it afterwards, didn't he? He said basically I tried to do that and I I fucked it up pretty much. I I, yeah. I misjudged the balance. So I definitely think it was the right decision. I support that. Obviously I'm a Gareth fan because um, I'm you see me as broadsheet versus one, camp- one
0: of Gareth's gang.
3: De- one of Gareth's gang. Yeah, yeah, I've got got my T-shirt. The waistcoat got, crew. Got my tattoo. Got my belt in my in my tailored suit or not tailored? Nick as, as Moore is very specific <laughs> way, to. Acknowledge. Thanks for doing
0: the hand movement for belt there because I had no idea what you meant. Obviously, I, what Fasten is this your, belt you speak of? Strap
3: on in. Fasten yeah. your seatbelts, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a big one. But the point is, even still, you ex, you kind of were in a position now after having seen all of the uh, success that England have had in recent times, where you thought they he can me- mis- mix he can he can mix it all up. He can shake it down. He can play with different players. You're not going to lose four nil at home to Hungary.
4: Yeah, this is it, isn't it? This it really feels like the sort of the 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 worst of England, and like my my confidence in in how things are going to go in Qatar has been so heavily dented more more than I expected it it, it would be really. And I mean, you look at performances like this, and that comes with caveats that I'll come on to, and you think. We might have to, if we get out of the group in Qatar, we'll have to scrape out of it if we're going to play like that because the issue is the complete lack of invention. It was England at their worst, like Mm. sideways passing, backwards passing, really uncreative, no invention, very flat and ultimately basic. You know, the, the tactics were really, really basic. But I don't think you can, I don't think you can ignore the fact that those players are, Absolutely exhausted, shattered. All of them. Uh, It's it's going to make a difference. They should be. You would hope that they'd be up to speed by the World Cup. Although, given that you know some of them go back to training soon, it could actually be even worse. Could be a bit of a nightmare for everyone involved in the World Cup in that sense. Um, And also, like you say, he has mixed it up a lot. People have been crying out for Jared Bowen. You can't then, you know, have him give Jared Jared Bowen lots of minutes and go, yeah, but not like that. You know, like he had to experiment in these games. And the concern for me. Is that? But if you you're wondering why my voice is like this, it's obviously because I've been shouting. You don't know what you're doing all night. Um, (laughs) And that was just at me, yeah, (laughs) yeah. outside my window. You was. (laughs) I've been. I've calmed down since. Um, After the Euros, I think we all acknowledged there was a big gap still that needed to be bridged. Even though the fact we come from a World Cup semi-final and and the final of the Euros, obviously the the routes to the to those games helped, and we all understood. you've beaten Germany in a knockout game in a tournament now you need to start making a habit of that you you need to start getting to the point where you can regularly beat the big sides that's the bridge that that needed to be trodden we're miles away from that and I think it's unfortunate that you know there was a tournament last year there's now a tournament this year that will probably never happen again in sort of like in in for a long long time. Well, I don't know uh, Ven, if big,
3: if your boy Van gets his way. Well,
4: yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> generally speaking it, that that window is a lot shorter than it would, would be for people trying to sort of go through this cycle. Um but essentially I think it's kind of it almost looks a bit too much too soon. They're they're trying to sort of he's trying to cram so much into this one window because there are like what is it two or two, two, games, two games left games. after two this two games remaining we play
3: that, Germany and Italy. He's perhaps over
4: away. Maybe maybe rushed the process that he's that he's thinking through a little bit. But it's um it, it's it's been a it's a disaster. But it isn't one where we should be too knee jerk about it. I think. And perhaps you know you looking for a positive. It, it's so bad that it's going to force a sort of it's going to force a sort of reappraisal of of the basics because the. the <laughs> They're too basic, almost. Do you know what I mean?
0: It felt to me a bit like um, the dragon that Southgate slayed when he first came in, like returned. Yeah, and what I mean—never dead, that is, is it? It's never no, dead. And what I mean by that is that England would, moreover, I mean, generally speaking, across the last however many generations you want to go, you know, as far back as you want to go and still stay relevant to what we're talking about, obviously, um, England have always probably had good players you know you couldn't really say let in you know say 2010 2006 for example they didn't have good players they have had good players but it's always been a difficulty to to master it and to get the balance right and to to do exactly what you're talking about there Jim which England did last summer and that kind of felt like it had gone now like it felt like Southgate would be dogged with criticism if he was going to be criticised about how he was too conservative and I'll come on to that but ultimately, what he was doing felt bigger than just the players on the pitch. It felt bigger than, yes. than you know a result. And it felt needed, right? Mm. Now, ev- obviously, every managerial tenure, with very, very few exceptions, comes to an end generally not on the manager itself's terms. And we have to you know, understand yeah. that within the context of football, that's kind of what happens. And I'm not suggesting this is the end for Gary Southgate, because I don't think it should be. And I don't think it will be. But what he has to be careful of, if he's already being criticised as being conservative, you cannot completely jettison your defensive solidity while being conservative going forward. Yeah. The, the, the feeling I had, and I think the reason that England became, came very, very slightly short in 2020, uh, which obviously was played last year, is that they they were too conservative. They didn't really get... They, didn't, they wouldn't really play with any kind of vibrancy or fluency in those really key games, with the odd exception. The problem is, if you play with a rock-solid conservative mindset and you don't score, and we're not just talking about the game last night, we're talking about no, four no. games in this complete international break where they score one goal and it's been a penalty. Um, you, you are in such big trouble. It, it comes down you so quickly. Yeah. Because if England lose that game 4-3 and it's a real end-to-end basketball game, people aren't going to be chanting what they're chanting because they're going to be thinking about the good things, the positive things that have happened. And I think he's playing with fire here. I think part of me thinks he kind of knows what he's doing. He's trying to He's trying to mix up, find out as much as he can about the players before the tournament starts very very dangerous stuff for me based on what we saw last night because as Jim's already said it looked absolutely bereft and with yeah. those players you've got I mean unfortunately I don't want to go over the top about it I'm not one of these people who thinks he should lose his job but I do want to say that if you are going to play like that at home with the players you've got to choose from no matter how many changes you make and no matter how many tired, how, how tired they are you're going to look like a fucking idiot and that's mm. and he's and he's fronted up and kind of said that in the post actually yeah, yeah. the, the the criticism should be on me it's all about me the players have been great the application but i do also think um they are very, very tired. And I actually think the best analysis of it came from uh, Jules Breaks and our WhatsApp group. But I won't betray that confidence because it's her message, not mine. Mm. You can badger her for it if you want it.
4: Yeah, I mean, the Southgate has always made the point, isn't he, that you essentially win tournaments with control. And that's what we're trying yeah. to... That's what we're aiming to do, which yeah. is we're trying to go out and actually win something. That's what the country has been demanding for a long time, rightly or wrongly. And he, he said after the game, at halftime, we needed to go for the game and made changes with more, a, more of an attacking impetus. It left us more open when we were pushing. It left us wide open. And I just feel at home against Hungary you should be able to make that change without can, things then becoming a complete disaster
0: can i that's fair but can i just also say Something I think should be said. I think Hungary are probably quite a bit better than people think. Yeah. I think they're better than their FIFA ranking. I think they've shown enough in the Euros last year and across this international break. They're actually quite a dangerous team. Yeah. And that's not an excuse. They've been
4: good in the other Colleges League games.
0: Correct. And England struggled against them in the qualification. I think they can only get a draw against them. And, And they've shown that they can be a decent team. And they've shown that they can apply themselves. And they've also shown the thing that's been happening ever since I've been watching England, which is as arrogant as this sounds to people listening who aren't from England. It means a lot because of England's tradition, because of how, how big England are in football generally, for t- teams to come to England and, and really be motivated. It's like a cup final for them. I said this years ago. When Portsmouth were in League Two, this is the only comparison you're going to get with Portsmouth on this show today, when Portsmouth were in League Two, it was almost impossible for them because lots of other teams were like, this is Portsmouth, they're a really big team for League Two. And every single game at Fratton Park, they would dig in, dig in, dig in. Now, Hungary haven't done that. this because they've shown a lot of, of, a lot of fluency, a lot of attack and intent but it's definitely a factor and i think Hungary are a bit better than than perhaps we think
3: i think multiple goal wins like that are sometimes a bit of a a, a bit of a red herring an outlier maybe yeah, yeah exactly i don't think it's obviously this is the end of this pre-cycle and this is the show today that you know the morning after the night before but mm. i think often these kind of things do prompt a, some kind of reckoning but for england where we are now with two games to go until the world cup that's not I mean, I don't know what the reckoning will be, but it's not going to be the start of a new cycle right now. And let's not forget, you know, think think back to, uh, what, Germany were runners-up in 2002 World Cup, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Do you remember what happened in 2001? Mm. Oh, we fucking beat them 5-1. Like, it's, it's, that's a slightly bigger gap, but not much.
4: Mm. No, I would suggest that certain pundits saying that um, Southgate should be sacked probably go over the lines on colouring in books yeah at I, this I point. So. it's an absolutely idiotic at <laughs> it's actually
3: it's very a hard assessment. to keep a...
4: it is for me I yeah. know,
3: colouring in is actually quite difficult it's good very mind... therapeutic as well good mindful thing um, but yeah I mean
0: the, the thick lines um, <laughs> moving on moving on speaking to... of
3: thick what... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah thanks moving on oh, to I, I didn't mean you no, moving on to um, to what needs to change because obviously it's, it's easy to sit in and point out problems and I think every single yeah. person listening could easily do that as well um for me, it feels like they need people are now starting to ask the question about him and his tenure about is he, he's very loyal, he's loyal, he's loyal to his players. Now people are going to start saying, is he too loyal? Mm. And is he really helping anyone or helping his situation or even PRing the situation by bringing on Harry Maguire late? What's he learning about Harry Maguire, who's had an abysmal season? Who uh, is obviously very very tired, like a lot of the players are. What are we learning Great. when the score line's like that and we're bringing him on? Now, I know he wants to shift the formation, but the game's gone. Right, the game is basically gone. Essentially on based on the that was eighty fifth minute. He yeah. came on. Yeah, the, the game point? is the game is gone, and then obviously he shows himself. I guess up maybe
3: he was them. scared of six or something. Yeah, you know. But I mean, what are
0: you bringing Harry and Maguire on because you're
4: scared of six? <laughs> but the thing is, th- 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 that's a crazy decision. <laughs> yeah, but the. The atmosphere within the team so, is—you know—they don't view Harry Maguire in the way that everyone else views Harry Maguire. You know, he's got that place in the team where they do trust him and do rely on him. Do you do you think that? I think so. I think, I, and I think that's important, isn't it? It's, it gets quite often, and I think this is an issue with Aaron Ramsdale as well, why he's yeah. come into a, to an, a team. I know that, they, you know, it's, it's been some experimental lineups in the back four as well.
3: God, yeah, I the felt the a bit sorry well, for him, didn't but like, you?
4: He, he doesn't <laughs> have the relationship or the standing that Pickford has in that squad and I yeah. think that makes a big difference. So my, my interpretation of Southgate bringing Maguire on was to perhaps steady it just so that, as you say, so it doesn't get worse. And I'm not sure that's the worst
0: thing he yeah. Course, How right. many times do you think he needs to try that? <laughs> before he other, I yeah. get the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper's fine. I think you, you want to oh. give the goalkeeper minutes because you know what's going to happen. I totally get that. I think that's a different kettle of fish. Mm. For me, though, he has to start thinking about picking his best players in the best form, in the best positions. I think the Rhys James thing was odd. It was imbalanced for me. I don't know if he'd been instructed instructed to turn inside and use his right foot to cross every single time or whether that's just how he has to play because he's he's right footed. Yeah. He was uh, quite
3: often in the box, wasn't he? He was making a lot of like attacking, well, in comparison with quite a lot of other players yeah. on the, <laughs> on yeah, the no, night. But no, yeah, um, I actually also thought, I quite, I thought Connor Gallagher did all right for the first, what was he on? He was on for 56 minutes. You know, he was, when someone was doing something, when someone yeah. was creating something, that was him. He was the guy who had the ball. for two. You know, early on you're like, is that? I know, This is not.
0: He's, he's also <laughs> switching the formation quite a lot, right? And he needs to settle at that point. I, I, to me, he feel, it feels like far too often he's gone down the road of playing a right-back at left-back yeah. when actually, and Jim, you'd have a much better insight into this than me, and this could be a ridiculous decision uh, to, to suggest. I like England at three, with three at the back, and I don't know why he can't play Saka at left-wing back.
4: He's, Saka's always done he's, really well. He's good there. there, right? Yeah, if you're playing with a three in the back, he, he's been a very, very good outlet. I mean, he's more used to playing on the right of a front three now. Um, but the, one of the great things about Saka is he's such a versatile player. And
0: he's so He's got such an engine on him. He's quick. Yeah. He's, he sees danger, I think, for a player who's an attacking player. I think he's very, very diligent yeah. in covering back. And, but what's happened is when we've played three, we've seen Southgate play trippier there. Mm-hmm. and I think Trippy's is a good player but to but me maybe not like that he's, if you're struggling, he's undoubtedly more basics type like he's it.
4: undoubtedly more defensively sound than Saka that I mean, Sa- I mean yeah. Saka's very he's very 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 defensively sound for a, well essentially a right winger playing at left back but I think obviously Trippy is a bit more specialised and you know we all hope there is a natural um, left 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 back fit for, for the World Cup, but you just don't know, do you? So I think Trippy is clearly his go-to there, isn't he? I think that he's always talks about consistency and that's maybe that's where, where we've come undone. He's been so so I dedicated to at the it. moment. Yeah, he's well, so dedicated well, no. oh. to it that it doesn't work if you mix things up.
3: You, you know, can't call it consistent much. given that they you know this is the first time as a start is there, we haven't been conceding this many in games and games at all. Yeah. And in recent times, we've been pretty solid at the back. Here we go. They haven't conceded more than once in 25 games yeah, that, before yeah. this. Okay. So let's not, you know, okay. yeah. I think what you said earlier the
0: about the outlier, and this, I think it's a really good point. I think yeah, games can get away from teams when they're pushing, when they want to get a result. We see it happen in knockout games a lot. Mm. You know, I think from memory, and I might be going a bit off-piste, but from memory... <laughs> England get their second against Germany because Germany it's a knockout game. Germany leave themselves a bit open. Yeah, so that happens absolutely.
4: Yeah, yeah, it just looks bad. I think in terms of what comes next, what we're likely to see is what we've had before. Do you know what I mean, I think that, that there's going to be really no option for Southgate but to revert to what, what he's tried and tested in the past because I, I don't think the lessons that come out of these games
0: um, are really that positive. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And uh, get and
3: get Eric Dyer.
0: I, I, I think he's very unlucky not to be a part of that squad. I think
3: he would make a difference, especially on a night like that.
0: Stones was unlucky, fair enough, but he wasn't great. He have a great game. Maguire hasn't been in great form at all, to say the least. I think Dyer can look at that and go, what is happening here? I yeah. can imagine Dyer sat on his sofa. He's bleh. been
3: having a great holiday. I don't know if you've been following right. his Instagram story. Good on him.
0: <laughs> um, but, but, what, but what comes next England as Jim kind of touched on, they need, they've, they've not, they're running out of time in terms of games. But he should know enough about these players that he's looking to bring in, the players that the public have been excitedly crying out for, like a Jared Bowen, to an extent a Conor Gallagher. He's looking at Phillips now since he's come back from injury. He should have enough about these players. And he sh- obviously, because he's been there a long time, he knows the players he's trusted over the time and that he continues to trust. He needs to settle on what he wants to do and he needs to stick to it. I understand there are different challenges that will come along within a tournament, particularly the knockout phase of England get that far, that he may need to adjust because he needs to be able to be reactive to, to a challenge but he need, England need to become a team that, that we know how they play. And if it has to be that conservative, we don't give anything up and we nick a goal, I don't actually care about that. I'm not one of these people Yes, me
3: neither. But Fuck you, it, I just want to win stuff. <laughs> but you can't do that
0: <laughs> and concede four at home and not score. Absolutely. Because it looks bad. Yeah, the the takeaway from this is what happened last night looked quite bad.
3: I don't want to start a whole new thread of conversation. Well, I kind of do, but I'm not going to. But um, one tiny thing that I... Th- that I observed at the very end of the game what, when everyone was like walking off and Southgate did his whole applauding the fans even though they were all booing him and shouting all yeah. the stuff is that when he was walking past Jack Grealish Grealish tried to get his attention so Jack yeah. Grealish of course didn't play at all last yeah. night and he didn't there was a I don't want to overstate things because you know it I'm just like a person you watching a well, screen you're
0: saying it I just. whispers I, yeah. all I'm
3: saying is that I don't want I think we have to stick Clearly, we have to stick with Gareth Southgate at this point. Yeah, definitely not know that question. Clearly. And and I think I, it's tempting to say, oh, I, know, I just did it with Dyer, But, you know, if you get this player in and you play Grealish from the start, life's going to be golden. But I think the key point in everything that Southgate has done, and if you haven't listened already... Um, you should listen to the Owen Eastwood episode. It might actually make you feel a bit better of book club that me and Jim did, um, because it talks about the the culture and this thing about unity. And what I hope we're not going to see here is people going back on what they had created and that and the, all these quotes they had about how much happier they are they are being in an england camp. Yeah. I just hope that that is not forgotten and that the, the mm. structures that Southgate has put in place around that and I know lots of people think it's fucking woke and like airy fairy to be like oh the team is much more important than any of these individuals particularly when someone like Southgate has done some quite stupid stuff last night. But I yeah. I think that that is the crux of it and I think if the players can keep together as a unit and remember all the things they've achieved
0: We'll be all right. Well, I think I that's think a really good point. And I think to put your mind at rest as much as I can, based on what I heard from Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling, who are the two arguably senior pros in that whole squad, they both came out afterwards and were very, very supportive of Southgate, very, yeah. very supportive of what they've done. Sterling, I think, I can't remember the exact quote, but he said something like, the manager has taken us from uh, young men to, to senior pros. And, you know, we thank him for that. And it's a big part of what, why we're able to do what we're able to do. Yeah. So I don't think there's there's a chance that's going to happen. But I don't think someone like... I don't think there's much in that greedy thing, personally. Oh, no, I know. I'm He's out of order calling him a wanker. Yeah. But I don't think <laughs> so, uh, I, don't get, I'll be I under the bridge tomorrow. I'm not
3: putting, sorry, I'm not trying to say Grealish
0: is like. Oh, you're marking him out as a problem player and someone who could be quite a corrosive from, influence in the squad. No, I'm not. I'm mainly Jim, saying. she's Grealish out.
3: The out, the influence of outside and all of that stuff. I'm just yeah. saying that yeah. the the attitude of people. Now, they're a unit. They're a they're tiny definitely little a unit. They are a unit. People <laughs> were, There's there's going
4: to be more pressure from outside than there has been for a long time now because this is you know this is going to run all summer. Um, they'll be readying vegetables to Photoshop Gareth Southgate into
0: from the outside looking in. You did that. Was that Donaldson? (laughs) No, Graham Taylor. That was that was
3: the. I know, but Donaldson was doing it in the fucking WhatsApp group.
2: Also, from the
0: outside looking in, just on just finally on this, you know. I always get really I always find it it's a chuckle to me whenever I see that, you know, a player's been fighting with another player on the training ground that's just happened to be caught on camera or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because to me, I for me, that probably happens at every club every single week. These yeah, are like yeah. these are like in, in the case of men's football, these are alpha males who have had to battle so yeah. hard against each other to get to where they want to be. And what are you going to expect? It's all going to be rainbows and unicorns. It yeah. ain't going to be like that. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff is natural, particularly in the aftermath of defeat, but I think he's got a really tight unit there and I don't think that's a problem.
3: I want to move on to the to poor New Zealand getting knocked out or not making it. Oh yes. So yeah, Costa Rica it is. Go through are going to be playing in Qatar in November. That is the final spot in the World Cup. 1-0 final score.
4: Yeah. Uh Joel Campbell. Is your boy. Th- he's <laughs> 29.
0: How do you feel still when you not just read still the name. not 30.
4: I love it. He's, yeah. he, only, he didn't score that many goals for um for Arsenal but he did score once in a one-nil win, I think, and obviously yeah. the score was listed as Jay Campbell, and it was that just made my life. He's still an um, Arsenal, Pratt, oh, of course. yeah. Well, you say that, right? He's currently at, at Monterey He's on loan from a club called Leon. They signed him from Frosinone um, after they had him on a loan spell. So he's still he's still just being yeah. loaned around everywhere. He loves it.
0: A little impromptu. Don't look at your laptop. A little impromptu. Luke's game for you. How many of his loan clubs while he's at Arsenal can you name? Uh, There's, he... There are one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, Villarreal. Correct. He was
4: there, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I did. I looked at at this the other day um, so I should really remember remember more of these was he at Betis yes good Uh, twice uh, at Betis he liked it of course he did so I'll tell you what they are they're
0: they're Lorient Betis Olympiacos Villarreal Sporting there's five actually Olympiacos yeah Great what, stuff.
3: What a guy. And uh, Costa Barbarossa has got sent off a, a pretty cheeky uh, slide tackle. Yes. yes. So fair enough. But what wasn't fair enough, Luke Moore, and I know you wanna, I know you wanna tell people how you feel. Yeah. Is that there was New Zealand had an equaliser disallowed.
0: Well, as 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 New Zealand. As the new league, New Zealand league system's worst ever player, right oh. on the record, is that <laughs> football I feel, king, aren't you? I, yeah, I was I, I didn't play with football kings, but Danny Hay, the manager, did play with football kings while I was there, and I remember him from then. But um, he's he's a fucking frightening man now. <laughs> Jesus, he looks like some kind of Marvel villain. But um, anyway, um, I I have a lot of affinity for New Zealand. I love the country. It's a beautiful place, and I wanted to see him at the World Cup. Uh, undefeated last time they qualified, of course, but they they miss out, as you've said. The thing that really annoyed me is that. There was a goal disallowed for Chris Wood, which would have made it one all And the oh, I know that the producers will get pissed off for talking about VAR, but I, I, just all I'm saying to our listeners, take a minute out of your day and go and look at it because it was the weirdest decision. It was so wrong-headed. It really smacked of someone who didn't really, at the VAR level, who didn't really know what they were looking at. Like the Costa Rica player comes in, tries to foul a New Zealand player, yeah. isn't strong enough to do so. New Zealand player battles back and. Kind of tries to wrestle him alongside him because the Costa Rica player dives really like a seal, really. Yeah, they say it's a foul, but it was—it's not even given at the time. He essentially
4: just rode a challenge in the Premier League. Penalised in
0: the Premier League, we see that as not being obvious. Oh, it's not obvious enough to overturn. They do it in the build-up to a goal in a game of this magnitude. I think if you're a New Zealand fan, you wake up this morning, you're a fan of the All Whites. You're waking up feeling pretty hard yeah, done by it. And absolutely. I'm showing solidarity with those people today. Yeah, fair enough. And plus, I don't want England to play Costa Rica because they're so boring. They're not as boring as us.
3: You love a nil-nil, you football mm. purist. Mm. All right. Yeah, congratulations, Costa Rica. Commiserations. Yeah,
0: after all that, congratulations. <laughs> I know you got to the World Cup. It's yeah, quite a big yeah, deal. Yeah, you know,
3: we don't know. Of course, yeah. it, it would have been 1-1. We don't know, of course, what would have transpired after that.
0: I don't want you there, but you're here now. Congratulations. <laughs>
3: Thanks, Costa Rican listeners. You just stick with us, but we're just going to quickly get to a break. See you in a moment.
4: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to
1: inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
0: I stay down. You would too, Chris. Yeah. You hit him in the penis. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when people like allude to stuff and someone just comes in with a big yeah. friend's pen and just says it obviously. Welcome back to the
3: Football Ramble where we hit you
0: in the penis
3: every, every day of the week. Uh, and today, it's Wednesday, so it's time for Pet Talks. We are so, so happy. We're So happy.
0: We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Sit down! Nobody talk. Sit down! We
1: bring one and relax!
0: I love it. I just love the fact that we probably had to find that heavy metal riff off some licensed royalty free music yeah. but it sounds so good still mm. yeah. I, I, whoever wrote that riff good on them that's what it I say
3: soothing as well the first bit I really felt soothed when it yeah. first comes in I mean, it comes
0: and hits you like a sledgehammer it comes and hits you the penis doesn't it yeah. um, Rebecca's been in touch hello to you Rebecca regular emailer we always love to hear from uh, Rebecca She has asked, she's asked for advice on a football equipment related dilemma here we go uh, I'll, I'll let her pick up the story uh, she says I recently started training with a new 11 side team and, and such keen to make a good impression uh, for context this is a team very very much cast in the proper with an A Sunday league mold proper football, the sort that makes you suspect that when winter comes around gloves and thermal tights will be frowned upon. Um. Boo. Uh, Rebecca says my approach to shin pads for football has always been to wear them for 11 aside matches on grass but to go shin pad commando for small sided games artificial pitches and training Uh, mainly motivated out the delusion of thinking I play with more freedom without shinies wearing me down nice uh, and the fear of being labeled a shin pads wanker my new team trains on grass pitches and as we are quite literally in the mud this means people most people wear metal studs at training last week I was studded right on the ankle bone enough so that it is still bruised and tender a week later Uh, this has made me reconsider my previous approach I think it might be worth padding up after all so my question is this do I do what is necessary to maintain the integrity of my bones and soft tissue or do I foolishly brave it out in a quite frankly doomed attempt to make my new teammates think I'm as hard as them
4: I think pride isn't much of a match for metal studs
0: so, yeah, yeah. think <laughs> about your pride when you're in traction in the hospital. Absolutely.
4: I mean, it's incremental marginal gains, right? You can't play if you're injured. That's like quite a, quite a huge gain. Actually, it's not even marginal, is it? Being so, yeah. being fit. So.
0: So, so the reason this email caught my eye as well is because I am, as Rebecca describes herself as how she approaches shin pads. I was exactly the same. Mm. I would never wear shin pads. Unless I had to. I just I just felt annoying, and I'd wear the smallest ones I could find. I would get kids ones. I would never wear the ankle pads because you can't. It just felt yeah. really odd.
4: Do restrict um, you?
0: They also smell bad. They're a bit they, better now. They do smell bad. Do smell bad. Well. <laughs> no, but I yeah. think those those ankle
3: protectors really get the,
0: the yeah because yeah, they're, they're quite the materials really odd. It's like goalkeepers gloves. Like the, yeah, exactly u- right. Uniquely exactly right.
4: horrible. Sm- you don't find that smell anywhere else, and it's horrific.
0: Yeah. Rebecca, would you like to smell like that? <laughs> <laughs> if not. Don't like wear ankle pads. Question,
3: I went on a bit of um. I went on a bit of a journey as you read the email. Because right. at the top, where you, the idea of it being a team where gloves and thermal tights are frowned upon, and I was like, oh, well, you know, you should, whatever. Like, yeah. shit, if people want to wear thermal tights, fine, go for it. No worries. Everyone's just free to be whoever they want to be. That's how the world should be. And then I realised as I was reading it that... Yeah, I judge people. I totally judge people for being wimps. I
0: constantly judge them. You are the worst for that. You're yeah. quite alpha.
3: So I don't I don't I don't know what's going on there. I'm I've got two competing voices and I'm trying to but trying I, to respond to this.
0: I've got a bit I mean my experience of playing Sunday football for the most part is that I used to wear gloves for the first five or ten minutes on a really cold day and I'd take them off because I would get too hot. Yeah. But I needed them at the start because my hands would be freezing. And I didn't really care what anyone thought about it. And I, and I thought actually also, when I was a bit younger, I realised, well, I didn't realise, someone told me, that a lot of players would get criticised for doing their hair before a game or whatever. Yeah. But actually, if you feel like you look good, feel you get more confidence. Yeah, and you play well. So I, I, think you should, I think, Rebecca, you should follow your heart. Do what you want to do, but also bear in mind your own safety Yes, because those players you're playing with sound like brutes. <laughs>
4: Sebastian's been in touch he says my girlfriend and I met a few years ago when we were both playing football at the same university in the United States we both have recently graduated and gotten corporate jobs which leaves us little time for football one of my mates asked me to play in a co-ed league once a week and I think it would be a lot of fun to do with my girlfriend however she's basically sworn off football from being burnt out how can I convince her to play in the league with me and and more importantly rekindle her love for football
3: more
0: importantly importantly, standing in front of the telly just doing some sick keepy ups until she realises how amazing it is yeah absolutely yeah. She'll,
4: she'll, she'll miss it um, I I mean if she doesn't want to do it isn't it, isn't <laughs> exactly, it better that yeah. she doesn't
0: Jim you've addressed the elephant in the room yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you uh, find out what your girlfriend does actually want to do and perhaps Maybe support her in that that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might be nice that's what I'm always being told yeah. at home
3: <laughs> I don't know but yeah. she might you know she might have just forgotten her love for it I'm that's forever being says. told
0: by my wife I should support her newfound love for buying loads of really expensive decorating stuff and con- constantly decorating our house she so, likes plants and stuff. though, doesn't she? Yeah, she they're, loves quite, that. they're quite. They're
3: quite cheap. Yeah. Um, well, are they not. They're not. Are they? They're not cheap. Plants are not cheap.
0: Just buy the seed.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: get the seed and then out then of a tomorrow. To more, you to, <laughs> free.
3: You have to be more committed to True. it then, exactly. as well. Um, I think it's quite sweet that he wants to play with. Oh, his...
4: absolutely, yeah.
3: I don't think I don't. I'm not reading delusional maniac from from Sebastian's email here. Nah, no, I
4: think I think well, he wants oh, to spend time not. with his girlfriend. Yeah, Go and, on it, him. and it's quality time, isn't it? As well, yeah. it's, it's something because you get a, football is a thing that gives you a proper sense of purpose, and you actually you are so like refreshed and invigorated by it. So you know, actually, may, maybe that's the maybe that's the angle you take that you you know you you I've kind got... of you have you you win things together, and oh, also, you have victories together. Yeah, That'd be amazing. And
3: also after you've. Got all your football like endorphins up. You always want a shag, don't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to end on something really sweet. You completely torpedoed that. I was going to say, if you... <laughs> <laughs> I like your suggestion, that's the subtext here. Yeah. Basically, you're, you're accusing Sebastian of doing a, a, a dog whistle plea because his wife, his girlfriend, will not have sex with
3: him. I am not. I am absolutely not. I'm on board with all of all of the sexual activities you want to have yeah. with your girlfriends. Of course,
0: there's no better way to rekindle one's love for football than playing her an episode of the Football Round. Absolutely. Also, yeah, if you learn a lot about teams
4: and, and how to function in the team. And if you have both have corporate jobs, that'll be useful.
0: Yeah, true. That's boring. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to cover every angle. It's true.
3: All right. Yeah. That's a real downer to, you, end want to
0: do, you want to do anything more about shagging, Kate? I, no?
3: I, I don't think, I, I think I've given all I
0: can. Okay, good.
3: If you've got any questions <laughs> for us. Uh, I hope we were helpful, as ever. I suspect we weren't. Stay in touch. Share at FootballRamble.com and tweet us at FootballRamble. Okay, we've got a few more games to dive through. Um, starting with Ukraine one, Ireland one. The notable element of that was Jim...
4: Nathan Collins, yes, <laughs> my word. A, a goal for the ages. It
0: was just <laughs> come from nowhere. Just, yeah,
4: it? D- d- well, I mean, yeah, I mean, just Nathan Collins, Burnley centre back. lest we forget just picking the ball, like winning the ball as well, if I remember yeah. rightly. Yeah, um, yes, he yeah. well,
3: picked it up. off a Yeah, Re- recovers the ball
4: yeah. essentially, recovers the ball. Just really, really casually, sort of takes it around. What three players? Yeah, yeah. I, I, at first it looks like he gets a little bit fortunate as well, doesn't it? With one of the, um, with with one of the. the the players he evades, but actually, I don't think he does. It looks deliberate, and then just calm, calm little outside of the boot finish. Gorgeous, I like his like fucking Sergio
0: Aguero He's not gonna do it with the outside of Oh, he has done, he has yeah. done. That's what I felt like.
3: Yeah, Where I'm glad that it was that four was written in the running order because it, it gives me a chance to say, um, yeah, check it out.
4: If yeah, you've not seen it
3: there's actually there's actually a lot of homework off this round. You can't check it out. That's the point. It's yeah, of course, it's this stolen. is it. Yeah, yeah. It's stolen. You on have, the have internet to find it on Twitter
4: because UEFA can't be bothered with the highlights <laughs> of their own <laughs> tournament. Yeah, which is so
3: weird. Uh, Scotland beat Armenia four one in the end. It, it's good. It's good to beat anyone by a by a deficit of three or more goals. But um, <laughs> as
0: we learned very very much uh, to our
3: cost. Uh, so good one, Scotland. But Armenia were down to nine. Men and you enjoy it. This was, this but
0: was that's, more your. Th- that's yours not a butt, is it? That's their fault. <laughs> it's their fault. Okay, You all can't right. take anything away from Scotland. No, that's no. true. I'm sorry. I've missed I've misspoken. Well, I know you've won there, Scotland, but actually, what you found there is a lot of Armenian players have broken the laws of the game. So, I mean, you can't really count it. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I- no. I just I just think there were some quite incredibly niche decisions by some Armenian outfield players on yeah. display last night. The, the
4: second sending off, the guy looked about 45. Just, <laughs> just, just, on a know, yellow, enough.
0: piled in, <laughs> yeah. absolutely piled in. It's the weirdest decision. And then and then the other guy got booked twice within a couple of minutes. Yeah. The second one was for a headbutt or on maybe, a yellow. Maybe he's thinking, oh, if I do
4: this, I'll definitely be on the highlights.
1: Bad luck. Oh. Bad luck. <laughs> bad luck. Bad, bad Not bad. this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not
4: in this tournament. Oh,
0: thank God no one's going to see it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think like... um. I think you'd be within your rights if you're a Scotland player to say to one of your, your opposite number, like, how much exactly do you hate the Nations League? Because <laughs> we don't want to be here either, but at least we're playing within the parameters of what's acceptable. So To me, the actual, the real highlight was Stuart Armstrong's second goal, which was absolutely bizarre to look at. Mm. I had to watch it a few times to work out what he'd actually done where he took a touch, fell over... And then scored, but yeah. all in the same movement, in one motion. It was pretty, pretty impressive. Very, very strong because it all
4: looked very controlled.
3: We often yeah. feel. So like, yeah, things... when have you practiced
4: that on an ice rink? <laughs> yeah,
3: that's what it looked like. We see things often when watching football f- for this show and generally that you you think no mortal man could ever do and. And I think that was one of the Certainly them. not
0: Stuart Armstrong.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> the greatest respect. Hoff Hanyan was a one. Did he get? Was it both Hof getting sent off in the end? No, no, no. The second one floored Ferguson with a yeah, wild. I believe a number of
4: Hof were sent off though. <laughs> there we
0: go.
3: <laughs> wild. Uh, Wales in the end lost three 2 to the Netherlands and done by another late Netherlands winner just over a minute after Gareth Bale. Yes, he. Equalised from the spot, Memphis with the with the winner, but Louis Van Gaal was um wasn't very ha- he wasn't a happy mood, and he was particularly unhappy with the choice of the stadium. <laughs> On the eve of the game, he said, "Final Stadium was a load of old crap."
0: Yeah, it, it, does anything happen in, in involving the Netherlands with Louis Van Gaal not saying something ridiculous? I sincerely hope not. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, I am actually. Yeah, but but wow's wow's this becoming a habit, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I mean, I'm hoping they don't play against Netherlands in the World Cup. Because because we all know which way it's going. Yeah. Netherlands
4: um, won't even bother for most of the game. <laughs> Just knock it about each other, do some kick ups.
0: Yeah. It's... You want, you want to goal? Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's make no difference.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine Gareth Southgate saying that Molyneux is a load of old crap? It's basically equivalent. It's yeah, not the equivalent. Like, I know, know Final are probably a bit more decorated than Wolves but the Wolves are an illustrious team themselves. Very yeah. yeah. illustrious. And maybe this brings into focus how much we are lucky despite the result last night at Gareth Southgate because he doesn't embarrass us, does he? He yeah, always yeah. makes the right decision. And I know that's not the excuse to give him the job but it's nice that he's actually yeah. a good bloke about yeah. it. This is a process.
4: There's a lot to learn but Molyneux is its uh, absolutely shit. <laughs> It just I, this wouldn't the, happen. The
3: weirdest thing about the Vanguard Gaal quote was, I think he said that the pitch was pristine and that was its only redeeming feature. Lovely. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, or, what or else do you want from pitch? He
3: inferred it, you know. Um, or we infer that from him. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. It's to be grammatically it's, correct. Okay, well done. No, nah, anytime. Yeah. Um, it's, it seemed fine to me. Bale and Ramsey only came on in the second half. Yeah. Uh, I thought that's, I mean, I think maybe that's how they should play Wales, but... Uh,
0: I think they should be very excited about, um, if they're not already, about um, young Brennan Johnson, yes. who looks like a player who's going to be very, very important for Wales uh, for for many years to come. Obviously, it'll be very, very fascinating to see how he gets on next season. But I think, obviously, he's clearly good enough to play for Wales. He was a stand-up player from what I saw last night as well. Um, so it looks like, early to say, but, you know, people are... I understand why jealously guarding Baal and Ramsey. Can we protect Baal as much as possible for the World Cup because it's such a big deal? But, you know, it's not necessarily a means to be negative about what's coming next because players like Brian Johnson, I mean, I think he's going to be very, very adept in the Premier League.
3: Yeah. Belgium did the double over Poland. They won 1-0 in that group. Mishy Batshuayi, 25th goal in 45 international appearances.
4: Yeah. He's apparently had a terrible time um, at, uh, is it Brasiktas he's at, I think, at the moment? He is, yeah. Um... And yeah, he's, he's, he's been on really, really lost a lot of confidence. Still scored um, a lot of goals though. Yeah, apparently I read a really interesting thread about Chelsea loanees recently, and obviously mm. he's one of those six thousand players it, who is, yeah. who, is yeah. who is. Well, still I mean, they one word
0: per player to be yeah, there. Yeah. I think was, was it from the Athletic?
4: It, no, it wasn't. It was, it, was, I think it, was, it was a guy. It was a Twitter account that's dedicated to Chelsea's loanees. <laughs> that's how many they have. It was a really, really good in depth thread. <laughs> but so he, what the guy did was he spoke to a lot of fans of the clubs that the, these players are on loan at, and and that his take was that Batchway lost confidence and just the goals dried up and he started missing really silly chances but then for Belgium he's a, he's one of those players isn't he he's
0: just a completely different player the reason I ask is because I can't think of how it would be possible for an athletic article about Chelsea Low needs to be long enough <laughs> for whoever's involved <laughs> yeah. because that would be a monster article but Bashui's been linked with Leeds as of this morning Chelsea are going to sell him I think and Leeds fancy a bit of it
3: Ah, I'd I'd like to see him back in the Premier League. Um, Vincent Company also, by the way, sticking with Belgium, has been announced as Burnley's new boss.
4: Big Vinny's all in it.
0: Getting Vinny with it. It's great. (laughs) It's great. And the reason it's particularly great is because I suspect, and I'm going to do that thing where you say, with the greatest respect to so-and-so, but not give him any respect at all. With the greatest respect to Burnley, I think Vincent Company's taken this job because his wife's from Manchester. (laughs) (laughs) And And he's been told that he needs to be back there. Yeah.
4: Massively, uh, because Massively.
0: I, I heard a Belgian football expert saying that um, he kind of underwhelmed at Andelek. They were expecting him to kind of deliver them back to the title, and yeah. they finished third. I believe he um, started
4: as player manager, and then it was it yeah. got so kind of difficult that he essentially just became a player again for a bit.
0: Was, have you seen the video of him in the dressing room? <laughs> I might actually help them at Burnley in the dressing room last. Oh, you definitely get the bonus. They've just lost Harcourt haven't they? Oh. Uh, but um, did you see the video of, of, of company in the dressing room as a manager of? Uh, it He's is scary. It's scary, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's a big, interesting challenge. I don't want to be disrespectful to either company or Burnley. Um, he could be one of those managers who really embraces it. Yeah. And he loves the cut and thrust of how regular the games come and he really lives for it. And clearly he's motivated, despite everything he's achieved in his career, to still be in the game. And I think it's a great landing spot for him. Absolutely. He's settled, his family are clearly
4: settled. And They're that's extra- huge, isn't it? That's a genuinely massive, like, massive plus yeah. point. So
0: it's, 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 it's interesting to see how it develops. I mean, I don't know what type of football he plays because I don't watch Burnley. Belgian football, hopefully he can come up with a style that's uh, you know, commensurate with a bit of success in, 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 in the championship.
3: And we know, of course, in the Premier League, all about his leadership qualities. Nemanja um, yeah. Matic has officially signed for Roma, so Jose Mourinho's reunited with him for the third time. So
4: it's like a trusted henchman at this point, isn't he? Love it. I mean, he's literally that. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's literally what he wants. He wants someone to go <laughs> on henchman. the pitch and do the stuff that he's not allowed under the laws of the game to do himself <laughs> and isn't capable of. Because he's old and not very good at football. Um, it's an interesting signing though, because I can remember, I can't remember a lot, but I can certainly remember in 2017 when Matic moved on from Chelsea to Man United. A lot of people were kind of raising their eyebrows saying, "Why do Man United want him?" Because mm. he looks like he's lost a yard, even though he's only about twenty-eight. and He looks a little bit immobile for the Premier League. Yeah, and I'm not suggesting what came since has been amazing for Man United in terms of their history. But he was there for a good five years. Ended up yeah. playing more league games for Man United than he ever did for Chelsea. And now he's signing for a team that have just won one of the most important European trophies. It says here. <laughs> um, so good on him, I say. I, I, I've got a lot of time yeah. for Massage. I think I like the job he does, and and I think I think clearly the Italian game is different to the Premier League the Premier League is probably the gold standard in terms of tempo and pace and I think it makes sense for him to move to Italy because not all the games and not all the teams are playing that way so I think it's a kind of move that makes sense with the manager that he knows well
3: Speaking of lovely old jobs Scotty Carson has
0: signed a one year extension at Manchester City Good on him Most important player there the
4: loveliest of lovely old
0: jobs. It's like what a, what a life. It's <laughs> like a, if you're into football, it's like a, almost like a dream year-long holiday. Yeah, where you get to hang out oh with God, the best players sit with them. Yeah, is that behind
3: this your own yeah. personal yeah. behind-the-scenes documentary. But and you're, you're all like play. a character as well. You're very of. unlikely to
0: play. Yeah, but, and the reason you're very like, unlikely to play is because of a law in the game which I don't agree with, and I've always been on, on the record. I've been against this. That if they do have some kind of goalkeeping prices, the league tends to grant them an emergency loan anyway. Yeah. Mm. So generally, he probably isn't ever going to play. He's just there for you know squad morale and that's a job i could have done that's annoying <laughs> the thing back in my mid-20s i reckon i could have done that i wouldn't have been intimidated that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if i never have to train or play yeah i think i could be an all right football player
3: right and yeah. you're but he's mainly about morale that's what i'm saying you think you just sit there and like make good chat i don't
0: mind making a dick of myself as long as i'm involved oh. so that's, you'd be that's like what a, i need like a fool Yes. Yes. I mean, a court, they've got one of those anyway. Haven't they? They've got the kit man, the young kid, he's from yeah, Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a
3: massive character. Chucking the,
0: like uh, Lucas on, on him Dancing on the treatment table and stuff. Yeah. You could do that, Jim. You're a stand up comic. <laughs> and you're a clown anyway. Yeah.
3: Pep Guardiola's King Lear in that setup, is he?
0: Um. Yes. I think so, yeah. I hope he keeps his eyes. <laughs> uh, but I think he is Pep Guardiola for now. Uh, although I wouldn't rule him out. He's King Lear for now. I wouldn't rule him out cutting out his own eyes at some point. Yeah. Um, possibly after watching uh, a team playing like, like Burnley play or something. <laughs> <laughs> the only person here who couldn't do that job that Scott Carson and that, that little kid, kid's doing at Man City is Pete. Because he's too odd. They wouldn't know yeah. what to make oh, of did him. Oh, what do you think?
3: Yeah. Well, They'd think it was too wacky.
0: He'd take the memes too dark. Mm, and They'd if they, too they
4: dank. If, if, he, if they liked things,
0: he would stop doing them. That's also true, yeah. But isn't
3: the point of the fool that he's trying to tell you the story of of he's trying to open your eyes to some of the ludicrousnesses of your Mm. life? Have
0: you met professional footballers before? (laughs) Uh, There's a feeling it might be lost on them.
3: But it's for Pep Guardiola. (laughs) I feel like Pep
0: would be very open to that understanding. Just by tucking into a massive turkey leg with a big Felt suit on. I think I just mean today today we clown.
4: Comedia del Arte today.
3: If Pete was doing it, I think that is what he would try and show. He would try and reflect back the idiosyncrasies of the world of football to King Lear, nay Pep Guardiola. And in some respects, that's what we've tried to do with you today, listeners, (laughs) on the football ramble. So, well, frankly, it's time to get out of here. (laughs) Do
0: you think if you saw a manager sat up on a dace in the treasure room with a court gesture they might have started to believe their own hype a little bit (laughs) But I wouldn't put it past Mourinho yeah don't believe your own hype big lad it's too late
3: nice to see you today Luke thank you and you nice to see you Jim Campbell you too nice to see you listeners thanks for listening to the Football Ramble part of the Acast Creator Network Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator
2: Network. Hold up! What was that?